Welcome back to the second episode of the Sun Pulp Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Loria, alongside my co-host, Josh Jones, and our first special guest of the Sun Pulp Podcast. Introduce yourself, please. Uh, hello, my name is uh, Henry O'Brien, and I guess I'm the first guest on this podcast. You are. You're yes. our inaugural guest. Inaugural wonderful. guest, I'm as well honored. as the editor of our podcast. Yep. Get in some behind-the-scenes look Getting to meet someone who works behind the scenes. I'm us. very excited just to get started with you guys. Let's, I'm glad to have you on. Actually, yeah. so can we start by asking you what your favorite movie is? Just so we can have like a vibe of like who you are and what you're into. Sheesh. We judge heavily. Yeah, we are. <laughs> if you don't have a letterbox, no. we're not fans. Well, I del- well, I'll start with that. I <laughs> had letterbox for a bit. It was con- The only reason I'll still use it is just to see my friends' reviews. Yeah. I don't personally review or do lists. I just see my friends' reviews. But... Boy, t- favorite movie of all time. That's like it's changed over the years, obviously, of what I've seen and what I've re-seen. But probably right now, Stanley Kubrick's 2001: Space Odyssey for oh. me. So that's Pro- a good movie. I think it's incredible. Like I love it. Watching it every time, I find something new I can like like about it. That's another embarrassing blind spot for me. Yeah. Like I know a lot about the movie, uh-huh. but I've never seen 2001. So I've mas- never seen it's it. A masterpiece. Oh, you it's just said it was a good movie. Well, I've heard what? it's a good movie. That's my roommate's <laughs> favorite you have, movie. You have no idea whether or not it's a good movie if you well, haven't I'm seen sure it. Well, I'm sure it it's a good movie. It gets great reviews. You, you're, I'm sure I'm sure it is. You're a very trusting man. Yeah, yeah, I trust I trust in Rotten Tomatoes. Here's the thing. I pride myself in having different beliefs from yeah. everyone else. Yeah. There are a lot of movies I've seen and like people like love it and yeah. I'm like no this is so, like, Could you give an example of one of these? We were talking about this earlier the shining yeah i can't stand the shining really yeah you know what i kind of agree with you on that one i fell asleep during the shining really yeah i have a tendency to fall asleep during movies do you actually yeah i fell asleep during the shining and i woke up for the end when he's just running and he's like (laughs) danny (laughs) danny wow i'm a huge stanley kubrick fan so the shining's like it's 2001 than The Shining. Wow. Yeah, I love The Shining so much. What's, like, what do you guys not like about The Shining? I uh, thought it was boring. Really? It's slow. Exactly what yeah. Josh said. It just moves really slow. I feel like it also, I think it's a disservice to call that movie a horror movie. Mm. At no point am I ever afraid and, like, I don't think tension is the right word for how I felt watching it. I just felt like I was, like, waiting for something to happen mm. and nothing ever happens through it. I mean, like... It's like well done. The art direction's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, Jack Nicholson is great in it. Um, yeah. What's the kid's name? Uh, Danny. Uh, I don't. The kid actually like he's not an actor anymore. He's like a really? pro- he's a professor at like some community college. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Like he was just a kid actor, and then he never. Uh, ju- he never like Danny. When he got older, he just didn't movie. become an actor again. But the fact that there really the fact that there was nothing in it, I think, speaks to, like what was really good about it because yeah. like the scary part of it for me at least. Is because it's not real. Like we don't know if like the demons are actually real. The ghosts may or may not be real. Yeah. But the fact it's that it's really kind of at the heart of it. It's just a man like terrorizing his family. Like it's really like, de- like it's like what's great about some of the greatest horror movies I like, like uh, Midsummer, uh, Hereditary, um, Ring, uh, the Japanese movie uh, The Ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's about like family. It's yeah. about like. Even like the ones you trust the most could be the ones to kill you. I think that that, that whole idea kind of creeps me out. Yeah, like yeah. the whole like the monsters are within us already. Exactly. Kind of idea. Yeah, yeah, and I I think that's fantastic. Also, the score in that like scare like oh yeah it scares sure. me. Like there's that one where the de- like Jack like Nicholson's talking with his son, and it's like uh, the score like is like building up, and they're just having a conversation about I will never 
church, you guys. And then it cuts to like Wednesday, yeah. and it's like, jeez, <laughs> it's Wednesday. Okay, so you know who scared me the most in the movie? The mom. The she was scary. Yeah, she was his. Pit- I'm just looking at screenshots from the yeah. movie. I mean, she was. Yeah, scary. She went through a lot. Like as much as I love Kubrick, he did was probably really harsh to Shelley yeah. Duvall. Like really unnecessary. Like it would be like considered some form of abuse today. Yeah. What he pushed her to do. I mean, I think she was great in it, but it doesn't change the fact yeah. that it was kind of like sus, sus to say the least. Isn't he known for like doing like takes over and over and over yeah. again yeah. until they're perfect? Insanely small crews. Yeah. Oh so really? I didn't even know that. People yeah. were being pushed yeah. to the limit. Like J- like Jack, like they he's like with at least in The Shining, he made I, I know a lot about these movies, so like I'll peek <laughs> out over them. He do. he would like with Jack Nicholson, they started like because it was like production for it was a year. It took yeah. a whole year and at some point they just started giving Jack like really crappy sandwiches, like messing with his like diet and just messing him and like and he just like keep pushing him and doing a ton of takes until like they're just like so tired. It's like three in the morning. And he's just like at this point doing all like the crazy little movements. And I like movements he did is just because the amount of takes he did and just like messing with him off screen is like how they were able to like make these crazy performances happen. Wait, they're like method acting, purposely them. method acting. Yeah, like it was like he he broke Shelley Duvall. He broke Jack Nicholson. And like there was like the there was like a one scene where it was like the old guy like who was like the cook. Mm-hmm. And the kid, like they were having that conversation about talking about having The Shining. Yeah, that took 127 takes. You're kidding me. And Are you serious? The old man, the the guy cried. Like the the cook cried. The actor did after he was done. The kid just took it like a champ, and he's like, like a nine year old. No, I'm sure. And he yeah. like, doesn't even like understand probably that no, that's like messed no. up and he, not okay. He didn't even. It, the best part is the kid didn't the the actual actor didn't know it was a horror movie until like a few years after. Stop. Yeah, he, he thought it was yeah. a drama. He thought it was a drama. He just he didn't think it was a horror movie for like years. Stanley Kubrick, every movie he does, I'm reading this now. Malcolm McDonald talks a Clockwork Orange at fifty. It was torture. It, it, he you know, pushed. He his, was a he pushed the actors. He pushed the actors director, to the limits. Yeah. And I mean, can I say I I I can't like, it's it's a hard duality because like. I enjoy the performances so much, and I enjoy the movies. They are so, like, deep and so profound, and just, they, like, push the craft to new levels. Yeah. But also, he did do some things that would be considered, like, not okay in t- t- yeah, today's... Definitely. It's kind of a question of how far are yeah. you going to go yeah. for a masterpiece. The actor, yeah. you know? they're, like, the actors, would, most of them say, like, I hated him. But God, I respected him in that sort of way, yeah. which is like, is it, does that make it okay? Yes and no. It's tough to say, but his movies are like, still like they're incredible. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I encourage you guys though, because The Shining, at least, and a lot of his movies, they always weirdly, when they first were released, critics hated them, yeah. people hated them. But over time, as people watch them more and more, they're like, wow, this is like kind of profound on a whole new level. I didn't like expect first time seeing it. Like yeah. Steven Spielberg watched The Shining the first time, hated it. And then he was like, now I've seen it 20 more times. And I was like, I love it. Yeah. And that's like with a lot of Kubrick films. You just got to go back, notice that, like, just keep watching them. And you're going to be like, wow, that was like deeply like, like, I like to rewatch them a lot because like it's something I can find something 
different about it. Hmm. No, I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Maybe we should watch The Shining. Again, Maybe I'm we a, should. Uh, I'm a huge. What Ku- I? Uh, I'm a huge Kubrick nerd, so like I have like a whole T-shirt and everything. So like <laughs> oh, wow. I, I'm like a Kubrick stand for his films. Like I, I'm, I'm so like obsessed. What I've taken from this conversation is that I'm on the path to become Steven Spielberg because yeah. I dislike The Shining. Yeah. Oh yeah. Next Steven Spielberg. I'm talking to him right now. That's oh. pretty awesome. Yeah. Um. So let's break it down to today's main topic. All right, let's go. Oh, yeah. Video on demand versus movies in theater. Let's just go around the room, give your answer. Would you rather watch a movie in the theaters or video on demand? I'll give my answer last because it's a little bit of a complex answer. So, Josh, give it to me. What's your answer? So, okay, we'll get it more in depth later. Yeah, um, obviously. But, like, my hot take is... I love video on de- on demand. Yeah, all all video on demand. And you I ex- mean, you expect it to? Do you want it to stay? I would not. Okay, so are, are we getting into the grand? Here, let's go to Henry let's first. Let's go to Henry, and, and then we'll yeah, and yeah. then we can get into the real discussion. Uh, I'd say if I had to pick between the two, I'd have to pick going to a theater. I yeah. think this the experience of being there. Like a lot of like film directors be like, oh, the experience, but like, and it's kind of cheesy to, when they all say it, but like, it actually I enjoyed a lot. Like it meant a lot going back to a theater, like because I went, a first movie I went back to in a theater was like called In the Earth. It was at Destiny USA. I was just like, this is so great to be here, even though there were like only five other people in the. Theater, yeah, I loved it. It was like just happy to be back. Totally. So I I appreciate just going to the theater, and I totally get. Oh, we'll get into it. We'll get yeah. into it. My answer is that I personally prefer watching movies in the theater, but I do understand the value of having that option to watch a video on demand. Yeah. I think now is a great time to segue into this. I give a perfect example of this with the Space Jam reboot. Yeah. That's not a movie that I'm going to spend $18 to no, go see. No. Yeah. Not at all. But if I'm bored one Saturday and it's on HBO Max, mm-hmm. why not just watch it? It's a brand new movie. Yeah. LeBron James is in it, you know? So I feel like it has a purpose for movies that I would not really want to see in theaters. But at the end of the day, if there's a movie that I want to see, for example, Many Saints of Newark comes out this week, mm-hmm. oh. tomorrow actually, I'm not going to go watch it on demand. I'm going to the theaters to watch it. Yeah. So does not a part of you feel like you're wasting money? No. Because of that? So what do you think you get from the movie experience? It's movie just experience? it's just the feel of being in a movie theater, the large screen, the audience watching it, yeah. the perfect seats if you go to a nice IMAX yeah. theater. And if you go I to love a, the, I love the reclining seats. Yeah, or so if you have the so uh they're so nice. You go to a so dining nice. dine-in theater. Oh, I hate those. I'm oh, so you don't sorry. like those? Oh, I, I hate them. Never been. I, I, I need to try that. I love been. it. I think they're so distracting to the movie. Oh, no. I so love, fun. like, just, like, kind of, like, not zoning out, but, like, really, like, tuning into what I'm watching and not having any distractions. And when, like, a server is like, oh, here's your burger right now. Yeah. I have to, be, I have to do the whole, like, oh, thank you so much so kind of thing. Yeah. Or do you like, get popcorn when you go to a movie theater? Yeah, I do. Okay, also, movie theater popcorn, so Slaps. much better than Slaps. Orville, Redenbacher, or whatever sure. you can make, no, or Pop definitely, Secret, definitely. whatever you can make in your microwave. It's just going there, and the whole experience is just so much better to me than watching a movie on demand, which is yeah. why I prefer movies in theater, unless it's not a good movie. Yeah, yeah. because then like, you feel like trapped there. You feel like it's exactly waste, like you just wasted money. You just wasted your time. Exactly. Like going to the theater. Also, movies were made to be put on the big screen. Directors and people 
making the films make it on for the big screen. Yeah. Okay. So, so here's the beginning of my complaints about the whole theater Let's hear versus you have a list? argument. For a, a list of complaints? Yes. Um, not exactly. I'm sorry. This mic thing is so awkward. <laughs> I'm going to move it in front of me and just keep my laptop over there until I need it. Um, so recently I've seen a lot of reports from directors, especially the director from Dune, who are all like, you know, my movie was made to be seen in the theater. Like, watching it from home does is a disgrace to, like, how okay. it's supposed to be seen. And I find all of that to be ridiculous and preposterous. And why do you think that? The main reason is because I know that, like, had COVID not been a factor, had this not been a thing, right, mm-hmm. in, like, six months' time, we would begin the Blu-ray and the 4K version of these movies. Maybe put on a streaming service. Maybe put on a streaming service. If you really felt that passionately about your movie not never being seen at home on someone's TV, you wouldn't sell it. But they totally want all that money to get. So I just find that one element to be really annoying to me. Yeah, I get that. I feel like, to an extent, uh, my more issue with the video on demand, I get they're mad that it's a disgrace to put it on demand, but it's more of a fact of actors and people working on the movie make more money when it's in theaters. So I actually think it's a disgrace but more in the sense that actors and the people who work really hard in the movie yeah. are losing money so i'm all for the rock scar joe mm-hmm. angelina jolie emma stone suing yeah. these big no. media companies i'm all for it i mean I, I agree but i also think that like you know as we're going into this world in which like you know streaming is going to become more and more of the norm yeah. and vod is going to be more and more common i think that we can retailer contracts to fit yeah. that i don't yeah. think that we're locked into being like hey like part of your budget is dependent on you know box office revenue I, yeah. no i think it's now going to have to really go down to restructuring contracts totally. i think this whole covid-19 outbreak has changed so much of the movie industry, yeah. and we're gonna just see a whole new landscape. It, There's gonna be a whole new genre of movies that are directly made just to be put on video on demand. Yeah, I I think because I think it's not that COVID changed it; it just COVID pushed it to the inevitable. Like yeah, it, yeah that's all right because this was gonna happen because before like 2019, Martin Scorsese comes out saying Marvel films aren't cinema and they all he also gets into like how streaming services are kind of changing it and then and, he made the irishman yeah 2019, and, and, he, and he acknowledges that like that's where it's going and that we all like people knew that was coming and it's just covid was like pushed it it pushed yeah, disney to make totally. disney plus nbc for peacock paramount plus like that it was coming but it's also there isn't like at least with me going to watch a film like for example like parasite and I went and saw that in theaters twice, and I came out of it just like in chills. Like, mm-hmm. and I also watched, say, um, I don't know, a uh, Pan's Labyrinth. I watched it. I got chills, but that feeling of watching it from my computer and the theater wasn't the same. Like, it felt like it felt more worthwhile going to see it at the theater. And I think it's an enjoyable experience for me. But I completely understand. Like during COVID, I watched all my movies like from my computer on the TV. Yeah. Like. That's because we had to, and I still do it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still gonna do it. I still like just watching a movie from the comfort of my own bed. The one thing I don't like, the the only one that I'm bothered by is the phone, cause like the phone is like a tiny screen. Like yeah. it was made, not like people say, oh, it was made for a big screen. Well, it was also literally made for a big screen, yeah. cause like the little details in a film that like give a film meaning or give it like a purpose. 
you're probably not going to get all that, like, experience that on a phone. Yeah. You're not. Exactly. At least with a computer, you at least have a bigger enough, like, literal screen to, like, see it. Yeah. Like, so it's hard. And I completely get people because, like, it's it's comfortable. It's mm-hmm. nice being from, like, doing it from your own bed. I love doing it. A lot of people, almost everybody in our generation And also, I feel like at the it. same time, too, it's not like video on demand is that yeah. uncommon. What happens, yeah. as you said... Six months after the movie released in theaters, we all then just watch it yeah, yeah. on our big screen TVs, yeah. you know? It's a, so and we're at the age where most of like the best movies of all time, we have only been able to watch oh, them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At home, on TV, and, on no, DVD, whatnot. That, I don't think I've that, ever seen a movie in theaters that's become my favorite movie of all yeah, time. Yeah. Like a, what it was so challenging for a lot of people is like watching classic films. Like now we have like classic films, like right at our fingertips yeah like we get literally. like we have old films from the 20s like where you like have to go to a theater to watch it no you can watch it now from your bed you can watch it like it's so easy to ex- like to access it's like that's great but also it's like a lot of the when these a lot of these film directors like say oh we it needs to be in a theater it's just also looking out for movie theaters people who run movie theaters no that's exactly. definitely like a really important because part there's a lot there is that, that human side dude there are people like in uh, manlius the town like one towns over in syracuse there's the manlius art cinema theater it's just a one screen and it's run by this sweet old couple shout out them <laughs> and they like but not many people show up because yeah. that's just how people are and it, there is that human element to it that it's like we should keep in mind we should be able to like help them and support them still, but it's also, I, I, I get it. It's just, it's nice. It's no, like I, a very comfortable feeling. It is comfortable. I, I totally agree. I so I want to go back to kind of talking about like the movie theater experience because I definitely agree with you guys that I think uh-huh. that for most things like it's going to be an elevated experience. You know, yeah. the screen's going to be bigger. Yeah. Even just like the feeling yeah. of being in a room with a bunch of people and enjoying yeah. something. And the lights but, go down. Exactly. It's great. But I'm going to but I'm going to give you guys the one example of a movie I think I enjoyed more because it was at home. Yeah. And let me not hear. in theaters. So, let me also preface by when I watch a movie at home on like on streaming or whatnot, I like I make a whole day out of it. Yeah. Like I turn off all the lights. I oh, get I some that. food. Ooh. I like I have a I have a nice TV that I set up too. Nice. Like I like I really like pamper myself in that time. And the movie that I enjoyed so much so so much was The Sound of Metal. Oh, and, I don't think I've ever and, heard of it. And I, yeah. you haven't? It's incredible. It's oh the, my no. goodness. It's the, it's the only. Uh, Sound of Metal? Yes. It's oh, a, I've heard of that. Uh, I've never seen it's it. It's the only Academy Award, like from the last like Best Picture nominees. It's the only one I haven't seen yet. I need to see it's it. So good. Any, so I definitely won't get too much into spoilers, especially since it's like a newer movie people need to see. Yeah. But oh, like, it's the one it's, with uh, Riz Ahmed, the yeah. drumming movie. So it's oh, all about cool. him. It's, this isn't a spoiler. I don't think it's a spoiler to talk about what the premise of the movie is. No. But he's struggling, or, or he, he's losing his hearing. Yeah, he's losing his hearing. He's, he's becoming deaf. And so it, I think it, it won Best Sound Design or yeah. whatever it's yeah. called in the yeah, Oscars. Yeah. And when I watched it, I put on headphones. Yeah. I watched the entire movie. That's a cool. And that's cool. And I could hear so much better than I think I ever could have, like, if I was in a theater with people, yeah. like, if, as they were, like, reaching into, like, their bag of popcorn, opening yeah. up their snacks yeah. and whatnot. Like, that would have killed the experience But for that's me. the whole point But I felt so it. much more immersed yeah. in yeah. the film and in the storytelling. Uh-huh. Because... Like you truly don't understand how great this sound design is, yeah. Until you watch the movie, yeah. It is so transformative. Yeah. Maybe you truly like I, appreciate sound design. Yeah, the, a lot of films that have great sound design, putting like AirPods in, like you can kind of like pick up on the, like the cool little things they do. Yeah, and you may not even pick up on that in the theater. Like that, 
that's something that's very interesting and I think is super cool. And it's um, again a movie I still need to see. You definitely it's it's on Amazon Prime, so I yeah. definitely recommend that everyone watch yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a watch. Um, the other thing that always comes to mind um, is like for families when they go to watch the movies, yeah. yeah, it's so much easier to just do it streaming. I have a family yeah. of, you know, there are four of us total, and mm-hmm. we're all pretty big, we talked about this last time, pretty big Marvel fans. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when we go to see a Marvel movie, it's a whole event. Yeah. But like, you know, you gotta pay, what, like 12, you have $15? Four siblings? What? You have four siblings? No, so no, 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 so sorry. It's a family of four. Uh, my yeah. dad, my mom, me, and my little brother. Your little brother. <laughs> yeah, so, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> wow. No, um, but like there are people who will have these huge families and they all go to the movie theaters and like tickets are so much money. Then you got to get the concessions, which are even more money. Yep. And it's just like, and like it's just so not worth the like the amount of money to go watch a movie. Whereas now, you know, you you can like get like Disney Premium, Disney Plus Premium movies for like yeah. thirty five dollars. And you can, you know, like have like your whole squad over, and you yeah. all watch it together. Yeah, and no. it's cheap. Yeah, yeah. One of my, my favorite, one of my favorite, The Shining and uh, Ari Aster's Hereditary are like my two favorite horror movies of all time. Yeah, and I, the first time I watched Hereditary wasn't in a theater. It was going to a friend, like a. So I went to a boarding school, so we'd go to like other people's dorms and whatnot. Yeah, and I went to my friend's dorm, and like five of us just sat and watched it on the computer. And we were terrified. Like it's a terrifying yeah, movie. Yeah, that's a scary movie. Yeah, and that experience was still there. It was that collective experience of us, fu- like us five together, just being scared out of our minds. Yeah, like, it was incredible. Do you guys like watching movies alone? I, uh, I yeah. honestly I can't love, watch I do. movies alone. Love them. I can't do I it. I think I probably prefer, prefer to watch a movie by myself. Me really? too. No, Me I too. Yeah. It's just because a lot, of, like a lot of stuff, I'll see. Like I'll know. Like I'll watch like a 1960s French movie or something, and my parents will be like, "We're not watching." But <laughs> well, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, yeah, I actually I mean, watched can... a French movie this week. Well, what movie? Breathless. Oh, I love it. I've never heard of it. Breathless. Uh, I, I actually it. have a film class with Henry. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. uh, we watched Breathless uh, this week. It's a great, it was an assignment. It's a fantastic. It was pretty good. It, it's it's probably the first modern film ever yeah. made. It's a they part say. part of the French. Oh, interesting. It's part of the French New Wave, which like yeah, a lot of it. Like it had a lot of jump cuts. The editing in it's super unique. Where it's like it'll just cut in the middle of a conversation or something. It kind of like Weird. drops you in the middle. It also is like one of the like part like the film movement as well. Like it'd be like you'd be shooting on location. You wouldn't be shooting in a studio. And yeah. a lot of like like the stories aren't really like it's a linear story, but it's like it's not like sometimes not much stuff happens in the movie. It's not like some epic grand adventure. So no, it, it really felt like a movie made yeah. in modern times. It, and it went against all the conventions yeah. of like mm-hmm. 1950 like 50s France or even Hollywood in some instances. So yeah. it's like it inspired a lot of people. Like Quentin Tarantino ins- like says a lot Breathless is like a huge inspiration because it kind of inspired him to break any rule you want in film. Interesting. It sounds like a movie that I probably have gripes about. Yeah. Um yeah. but I'm definitely interested because so, it sounds yeah it sounds kind of trippy it yeah. sounds interesting yeah it it's literally about a guy who he he just he murders a police officer then it's just kind of him going around the city of france the whole you don't time. even see him kill the police officer. yeah exactly and that's him. part oh, of it. really that's part of hmm. it you don't even get to see the kill and like it's a in the editing is there is so revolutionary that's kind of cool yeah and I, it's I, my third it was my third time seeing it oh you've already <laughs> seen it before because I'm, I'm a i'm a dork i'll admit it I'll, i'm a geek so yeah i love Long that movie a lot wait so i want to go back to um watching movies yeah. by ourselves yeah yeah no i can't do it by myself i love it 
I yeah. love it. It's like it kind of like sometimes I feel like a connection to it, just like a personal connection. Like mm-hmm. wow, that was like hit me profoundly. Just me. Definitely. It may not have hit anyone else profoundly, but having that just alone time, it's a gr- it's cathartic for me, yeah. especially during COVID. That that was crucial. Totally. That's definitely a different perspective that i don't think about yeah it's pretty awesome yeah i think so this definitely comes down to like who i am as a person i love just yeah. being by myself Me and like closing the door just not talking to any human beings yep. um but like when i <laughs> when i watch a movie i really like to do my best to analyze it and yeah. to like yeah. pick apart as much like i am not like the great the greatest at it right okay um yeah i'll be like i'll make a com- i'll just kind of laugh at something or make a comment to myself about it <laughs> just like oh that's clever or something along those lines and like trying to analyze it yeah but i feel and i feel like when i'm by myself like you know headphones on or what or whatnot i get to like give like the movie like my utmost attention yeah. mm. and like even just like Correct. having someone like be in the same room, cough, chew, whatnot. Yeah. Kind of like this takes me out of it. It yeah. like breaks my immersion. Like my brother will bit. be chewing or something. I'm like, yeah, Bobby, can you stop <laughs> chewing right now? I'm trying to listen to this piece of cinema, Bobby. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm much different than you guys when it comes to that. I'm yeah. more into watching with people. I like the shared experience. Yeah. But I can understand that perspective of wanting to gain you know, a personal connection to a movie and fully yeah. grasp the movie by yourself. That was the most political answer to this question you could have given us. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I, I disagree know. with you. However, but, I can see both sides of the argument. No, I don't know. It's just for me, I can't physically sit there and watch, say, The Godfather. There's no way you're getting me to sit down for three hours and watch a movie because I have the worst case of undiagnosed ADD. <laughs> I can't stand still. I can't. I don't have the attention span yeah. to even watch a 35-minute TV show alone yeah. right now with the amount of stuff I have going on. Yeah. So to me, I find right now, at least while I'm at college, watching movies with my friends, I enjoy so much because it allows for me to watch movies, to broaden my horizon of yeah. movie watching. Like, yeah. for example, the movie we're going to talk about later is Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. Yes. I watched it with my friends. Oh, did you? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Gosh. And I can't wait. It <laughs> also allows for me to kind of, I don't know, just share time with my friends and also watch new movies. And, yeah. you know, going to school and having all this work to do, you don't get as much, you know, time with your friends as you'd want during the week. But having that, you know, movie night, you know, me and my roommates, I think it's now... At least once a week, we have a movie night, and we all pick awesome. a movie that's and wholesome. watch it. That's wholesome. I love that. Love and yeah, it's the four of us just sit there. We don't invite anyone else over. That's it's just awesome. the four of us because we don't get that four roommate time alone. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's so for me right now personally, I love watching movies with people. All right. So I, I, I like the shared experience. Oh, I, yeah, I love that too. I've done it. I did it all the time at boarding school as well. Like we'd just be like late night movie watching. It's awesome. It's you know. a great experience. No, I mean, I told you about this. Like, me and my dad, we, like, watch movies yeah. all the time. Yeah. Watch TV shows all, t- all the time together, too. Like, that's yeah. kind of, like, our way of bonding with one another. Yeah. Um, but I have a question for y'all um, regarding this. How do you feel about talking during a TV oh, show? Oh, I don't movie? shut the hell up during a movie. You're just talking the entire time? I talk a lot during movies. Uh, I got something to see. say about every scene. I'm like, see. that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Or if it's a horror movie, I'm like, why is she doing that? See, I, it depends. I guess, I don't know. Uh... I'll talk like I'll talk to myself when I'm just watching it by myself. I'm much more silent. Do you so, answer yourself? Uh, sometimes, yeah. I feel like that's the concerning element of it. <laughs> if you answer yourself, yeah. But um, yeah, when I'm with friends or family, I kind of shut up a little more because okay. most other people are doing the talking. I'm like, mm. 
Now it's like, it's okay if I do it. <laughs> you, you're, you can't do it. No, I try to always wait for like a lull in the movie, like, yeah. like during a scene transition or like whenever like the just music is playing. Smart. Uh, and I try to get my two cents in. But like me and my dad have this like weird game that we play of like sometimes he'll pause it in the middle of when I'm talking. I'm like, no, I like started speaking there specifically so he didn't have to pause my the movie. My parents yeah. were doing that. Like they've done that too. I'm like, guys, you can keep pressing, keep, keep, keep going. Keep playing. <laughs> keep playing. Yeah, no, I, I talk throughout movies. And if it's a scary movie, I'm that dude who's like, oh! oh scary part. <laughs> I'll do I that definitely. A, I'll do that in a group. I'm not above that. I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry guys. I just I, make My friend, friends, we were watching, so uh, I'm going to have him on sooner on the podcast. One of my roommates Huge into foreign films. Okay. Oh, he was watching uh, Yee Yee. Never heard yeah. of it. It's a really yeah. popular Ed, by Edward Yang. Yeah. yeah. I feel and like I feel he so was out. he was crying. Yeah. In front of all of us. Uh-huh. He's like, I don't care that you guys see me crying. Like, I am so <laughs> emotionally attached to this movie. I am crying. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And yeah, no, it. I really stopped. Started to notice the power of cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's really weird, but not until this year. You know, I used to think of movies as kind of an escape from everything and just, you know, surface level Mm -hmm. things that you just watch when you got nothing else to do. But it took from me seeing Shawshank Redemption. Really? And just kind of that message of get busy living or get busy dying. And from there, it just changed my perspective on movies in general and just how much they actually mean. Yeah, no. In a um, sense. I always thought that music was more of that, but... Interesting. So we're so off topic, but I want to continue this because I think this is really interesting. Yeah, I think this is a much yeah. better... I, <laughs> this is really cool. Topic. No, yeah. I, I've always heralded um, media and movies um, as making me... Or causing me to learn so much yeah. about myself, about the yeah. world around yeah. me. I think media has made me so much more tolerant of yeah. people who are different than yeah. me. Yeah. I think that, you know, you just get perspectives from people and i feel like because it's like a fusion of all these different art forms you have the ability to really show like a huge range yeah yeah exactly that's exactly what my roommate said yesterday we were talking about this he said that movies are the most powerful form of media in the world because it implements every single other form of media into it you got the music you have the cinematography and it just comes writing, all yeah. the screenwriting and it just comes all yeah. together yeah. into and, all the, yeah all those elements into one yeah it's, and you can pinpoint on one specifically if yeah. you want to you can like only look at the cinematography and see how yeah. that conveys a certain yeah. story yeah but like you know if you like look at everything and how all of them interact with one another you get this whole like you know amalg- hopefully depending on like how the movie is made yeah you get the whole oh, al- yeah. amalgamation of a story so do you guys feel the same way about with tv shows do you ever feel that way because i honestly am more connected to tv than i am to movies it's interesting there are some shows where I'll become like I'll become a fanboy almost like with Marvel yeah, movies yeah. I'll go into like comic bur- like comic book nerd mode where I'll like get into huge debates with people or like I don't like it's not as profound it's just kind of more like I like it talking about comic books and yeah. stuff and it's another one's like Game of Thrones as well where I kind of just become a passionate fan like season eight I kind of just was watching with a blind rage half the time where I'm like. <laughs> You are butchering this once great show. I have <laughs> lost all respect for you. D like whoever the creators are, I forget the D. Yeah, yeah. D D. Jerks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely think that um it depends on what I'm watching. Like uh, like I think it's all very dependent on just like what the story is being told. Yeah. Like the one that the T V show that immediately comes to mind of like kind of changing how I view or like affecting me yeah. is the good place. 
I don't know really? if you guys have seen. Yeah, I, I saw a couple uh, episodes. I it's need pretty to. interesting. I need to. I love the Good Place, and to explain to you why I feel the way I feel, I would have to spoil it. So I'm not going to do that. Uh-huh. But like the basic premise of the show is that all you know, dead. yeah, they all die, and then Eleanor, the main character, she's like, they're all sent to the Good Place. Um, and Eleanor, she's she's like being torn around. She's like, yo, I don't deserve to be here. Yeah. I, I'm not the person who belongs here. Yeah. And so it's, it, you know, it's this question about morality and ethics and, you know, that's a huge plot point. Like, she's being taught how to be an ethical person throughout how to be good. Yeah. Um, and I just think it says so much just about, like, who we are as people and, like, what we can do and our responsibilities to yeah. be good. It, um, it's it, really interesting. You know what's interesting as well is that it's, like, I feel like a certain, I'll feel a certain way about a film. Like it can impact me in one way or another way, but it's interesting hearing how it impacts other people because people, people come into watching a movie with a different life, a different yeah. experience, yeah. and could it, like interpret something totally different or feel something different. And that's what's great about talking about movies with other people is like getting that different perspective. It's, it's, it's so genuinely fascinating. I, I agree. No, for me personally, I love movies, don't get me wrong, but for me, it's harder for me to connect with a movie character just because of the sense that you only have two hours to really connect and yeah. to really gain that perspective. Yeah. But I've been watching a lot more movies recently that are much more, I don't know how to say this, deep in meaning yeah. or yeah. deeper yeah. that yeah. make you actually think and reflect. And I've definitely started to notice a difference in how I yeah. interact with a movie. But for me, always it's been the TV shows where I just get right into the characters. Mm-hmm. I become an automatic fanboy. I learn everything. I also have this weird tendency where I look up how the show ends. Oh, don't do oh, that. I hate because that. I, I just know really I just need to me. know. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> really? No, I need to know. I'm just so invested in the characters. I just need to know what happens to them. Yeah. Wow. When a character dies, it really affects me and I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of an example. I really don't want to bring up the Sopranos again, but the Sopranos <laughs> when that show ended, I I didn't know what to say. I was just in shock. I watched it in 3 weeks. As I mentioned last week on the show, it was the day before I moved into school last semester, and my parents had dropped me off a day early. Just uh, and then on top of that, there was a huge snowstorm going to yeah. New Jersey, where I'm from. So my parents dropped me off the day before. I was staying in the Sheridan, and I remember I sat there and I was like, "Okay, I feel like it'd be pretty cool if I watched this last episode." on my last day of winter break because yeah. I've been through a lot last winter break. Yeah. It was a crazy... Yeah. And that's when I really got into film and movies and that was kind of, you know, finding myself was through yeah. TVs and movies yeah. and The Sopranos is a big part of that. Um, so I remember sitting there and watching it and I was like, holy crap, I just... I don't know. The show is so much more of a deeper meaning. Yeah. And I remember I wrote this whole thing about how although these characters are terrible people... We all love the show because we all have a bad side. Yeah. And we think that we're just laughing with them. But in the sense, we all have done some capacity to the things they do. Maybe not the same extent. Yeah. But we all have a bad side. Yeah. And we all have like a bad side of us. And I feel like that show just kind of highlighted like, okay, nobody is perfect. And it just also humanized not being a great person in a sense where you can't be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what that show taught me was yeah. these people are far from perfect, but this is how their life is. And I don't know. Kind of went off on a tangent there, but yeah. that's just what TV does for me is it I, helps me find more about myself and really connect more with people. Friday Night yeah. Lights, same thing. <laughs> that show did a lot. 
Those are probably my two favorite shows, yeah, I'd say. I, yeah. I, I, three things now. First, <laughs> I just started The Sopranos, and already off the bat, I love that, like, it kind of, because when you think of, like, a mob boss, you don't think, like, you don't think of a guy who's struggling with mental health. Yeah, no, that's the other of, thing, too, is he's going to therapy, yeah, he, and all of them yeah. have mental health issues, yeah. and that's why I think it hit home, too, was yeah. you don't think of terrible, you think of terrible yeah. people, and you're just like, oh, they're just bad because they're no, bad, you they're know? They're conflicted. But they, they're just conflicted. They and feel they were, things. They were like, all born into this lifestyle. They didn't wake up one day and say, oh, I'm going to be a mobster. That's just not how their life went. Yeah. And for me, one of the characters that really changed my perspective on everything was Christopher. Yeah. Because Christopher, he's like the Gen X of the crew. Because the show came out about 20 years ago, so Gen X was in their 30s around that time. And yeah. Yeah. He was the youngest member of the crew, but... He was the most human. He wanted to be a screenwriter, but he really couldn't because he was in the mafia. And he was trying to change, but he just couldn't. And I don't know. Something about his character always... Yeah. I was always drawn towards. Yeah. And that's why, for me, you know, I can't get that same connection with the movie character because you only have two hours to draw yeah. that connection. But when you have over 96 hours of content to draw with a character, it just makes you so much closer. Yeah. You really feel yeah. like you actually know them. But... but I see where you're coming from at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. In general, just the forms of media such as TV and movies just, I don't know. It's crazy what they can do it is, to you. It's definitely. Um, this isn't the el most elegant way of saying this, but just like being aware of time and we're kind of running out. So yeah. I kind of want to give our like our last little notes on this topic before we talk about yes. the movies that we just watched. Um, I think that, I mean, I don't know if you have anything else to say, but I think that was a really beautiful no, you, way of closing you, it you out. Clo I think, I think that's really close good. it out. That was, yeah. Per yeah. yeah, no, that's exactly, and we could cut this part out. Yeah. Okay, assuming. okay, cool. Like I, I just little, didn't, I didn't know if we wanted to say, part. I, I know that I wanted, I wanted to say one more thing. Go for it. It definitely wasn't as eloquent as yours. Um, I also don't know if you wanted to say anything, Henry. Nah, it's okay. Too. It's okay. Um, the one thing I wanted to say is, I feel like the only like trouble that I have really connecting to TV shows is the fact that season for season you don't know like what's or the writers don't even know That's, what's, that is what's going to happen. Like Game of Thrones is probably the one that hits me the hardest yeah. because they do such a great job of like developing these character arcs yeah. and these beautiful characters. Red wedding. It's so well done and like you know when the characters like in the first six seasons maybe first five seasons um, you know when a character's like story ends. You feel like it meant something. You felt yeah. like an impact for it. But in season seven and eight, it felt like everyone was like, oh, well, we'll just like make them go in this direction, like regardless yeah. of where their character was going. No and so I just feel like I can, it's so hard to trust TV shows to really yeah. deliver yeah. a complete Yo, I, story. I agree with that because a lot, like you said, TV shows can just completely disappoint you. Exactly. Whereas like movies, they're like meant to be like these little two hour packages. Exactly. Yeah. And they like, I mean, for the most part, beginning and end. Uh, um, that's what make the great movies great is that like if I'm like, so emotionally invested just two hours like one like from the florida project for example like the it's about a little girl living in like a florida apartment and by the end of it i'm like about to cry because this little girl's like six-year-old's innocence is being kind of taken away and it's like oh no no stop like I'm, yeah, you're gonna yeah. make me cry yeah, and yeah. it's like that's a two-hour movie or it's like it's not even like it's just over 90 minutes like and the fact that it did that is like that's what makes the best great movies great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, segueing on, we're gonna talk about a TV show before we go into our most watched. That's popping yeah. off real quick. I just want to shout out Squid Game. Uh, this is gonna make Netflix history. It is going to be the most popular show ever in Netflix history. I just wanted to give a little synopsis because the two other 
hosts today have not seen it yet. This is I'm very about, targeted. No, <laughs> I, I'm about I'm about Sorry, three man. or four episodes in, and it's basically how I would describe it to you is a South Korean Hunger Games, and it's based off actual games that kids in Korea play when they're younger. Yeah, um, so how it works is there's 456 of the poorest people who just really need money mm-hmm. in South Korea. They're taken to play in these games. And basically, if you lose one of the games, there's six games, you get eliminated, but you die. That's what happens. You, you die. Yeah. So you're risking your life to make upwards of, in U.S. dollars, I think it's about $36 million. And Wait, and are they choosing to play? Or oh, they, they choose to play. Interesting. Yeah. It's okay. not like the Hunger Games where they're kind of forced to play. No, they choose to play. Hmm. And it's really really good interesting what do you what do you like about this show what do i like about it what's selling it for you right now (sighs) i think the art direction is very good the color scheme and the Mm -hmm. film and the tv show is really good there's a lot of pink right a lot of pink and it's just like very bright um a lot of the action shots are really good and the dialogue is really good you have to watch it in Korean, you have yeah, to watch in Korean. Yeah. It's like Parasite. Don't dub it. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah, but don't dub. <laughs> yeah, don't don't dub, dub but uh, and honestly, it's just it's just very interesting. It's such a shallow answer, but you're actually no, just intrigued fine, yeah. to see. Okay, what's gonna happen? Because this is not a spoiler. The after the first episode, they all quit. They have the option to quit, but they're so desperate for money, they just go back. Yeah. After mm-hmm. one episode. It's an, and it's pretty crazy how they are really risking their lives. They have a very small chance of winning, but they're all risking it all to win $35 million. And at the end of the nice. day, yeah. is your life worth that much money to you? Yeah. And the first uh, Easter egg that's coming out is there's a character that's known as the old man. And I'm not going to get too into the conspiracy theory since you guys haven't seen it. Um, but... Uh, the old man character, there's a theory that he was the one who created the games himself. Okay. Yes. So, when I know more, I'll bring it in next week. But, since we are running low on time, let's get into our uh, movie reviews of the first week. Yeah. I watched Big Time Adolescence. What did you think? And you watched, hold on. So, and you watched Spider-Man. I watched Spider-Man. Have you seen... Either of these movies, both of these movies? Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse I have, yes. All right, so big-time adolescence. I am very, I've always been very concerned about watching high school comedy movies. They're yeah. just like, I, I haven't really seen all that many of them. I do love Booksmart and, Book uh-huh. and Juno. I think those are really Juno's good Juno's a great movie. Juno's um, a classic. But like, I feel like they have a reputation of being kind of like, you know, cringy, just yeah. vulgar for the sake of being vulgar. Um, but I really did enjoy big-time adolescence. It lost me a little bit at the end, um, but like yeah, yeah, the end's a little. They could have done better at the end. I think so. I think it's very funny. I think Pete Davidson does a great job throughout the entire movie. I don't know. I was like literally laughing out loud. I mm-hmm. I didn't think I was going to be. I thought I was going to be like cringing the entire time, thinking yeah. it was weird. Um, I think the only reason why it lost me was because I feel like it it was so close to making like a serious comment about toxic people, and like it like they do address it but like it didn't hit nearly as hard as i wanted it to especially i mean and i'm kind 
I kind of want to talk about this earlier during the TV discussion, um, but like I just finished BoJack Horseman yeah. oh over God. over Summer Break, which is such Dude. such a good TV Dude, show, so good. Oh, um, but like, and it really addresses like you know people who just are not good for you, and like yeah. and like what yeah. that does having them around you. Um, and I feel, and obviously it's a TV show, so it has so much more time to like you know talk about you know oh. everything. But I feel like. This movie has the potential to really hit that next level and really make a point, really like, and even like get more into Pete Davidson's character because he kind of just starts off as someone who is kind of reckless and doesn't really, yeah. you know, care much for others. Um, but like, I don't understand why. If I was explained or shown why yeah. he was that way, I feel like I would have had so much more sympathy for him. And they, and it's not even like he's a character who doesn't deserve sympathy. He's, you know, in a lot of the movie, he has scenes by himself without. Um, Mo, I don't know what his actor. Oh yeah, Grant, Guff. Griffin Glock. Griffin Glock. Thank you. Yes. Um, but I mean, overall, I thought it was really funny. Um, I do think that it like borders on making a point that I was really going to connect with, but I don't think it ever landed for me. Well, my analysis is not that deep of Into the Spider. Sorry, but <laughs> um, I was. I was just blown away by the animation. Oh, it's one. gorgeous. It's yeah. such a beautiful I think movie. that was honestly my favorite part of the movie it, was just yeah. the animation itself. I, I honestly think in the past 10 years there's been no it, it, from the animation perspective like side of it there's no film better. Also than the soundtrack yeah. too was Oh, it's so yeah. amazing. Yeah. So it, those are my two big things it, with the Spider-Verse movie into the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse was <laughs> There you go. You got it. <laughs> Whatever it go. was. The uh, animation was phenomenal. Yeah. I was just blown away the entire time, and the soundtrack yeah. were my two favorite parts. I thought it was a great film, and yeah, yeah it, it 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 was just really good. I okay. wish they got Donald Glover though, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know that whole thing with him also being in um, Homecoming as no. Aaron Davis. Or are we talking about? Oh, was he? Supposed, oh, because because he there was the whole thing. He, they he wanted him to be, be Spider Man. Yeah, you did know that he's in um, Spider Man Homecoming, right? Yeah. No, I did not. He, know makes, that. he makes a little cameo. Yeah, oh, he does. Well, yeah. thank God they finally got him in Homecoming. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. So does this change your perspective at all of um, superhero movies? And like, does it like increase yeah, your interest, or it, are it, you still like the same? I've been meaning to watch that for a while, so it's not really changing my perspective. Okay. But I feel like a couple more superhero movies might sway me a little bit differently. Yeah. So it it. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, at least watching it for me, I it, it's a cut above most. It because it's unique. Because obviously, we it's like it's people could say oh token diversity, but it is actually important that we get like Miles Morales in there as Spider-Man. I agree we too. Don't, like yeah. you don't see that very often. No. In, in many movies, I agree. But you also get like some like different like just it challenges gender roles, it challenges race roles, and it at a very like. You still kids movie but like still it challenges in a way where it makes kids think like oh this could be me or even like and that's a little cheesy i know but it's no that's like, a little, that's a little the point of the movie yeah, though yeah, yeah no yeah. i agree with that too it yeah. is important for that movie to be made so yeah i say it's like a slight sway towards okay. more but yeah. my question for you is what is your movie for this week okay so my notes page got completely deleted. So every single note that I've had since like seventh grade is just gone, oh, in in wow. <laughs> including oh. the little notes page that I made. But it's I think, wow. but I think I remember what I wrote down. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a choice. I also don't know if you will have access to either of these movies. If not, I'll figure out some way to get them to you. You can figure out some way to watch them. Do you want a drama, or do you want something a bit more lighthearted? Drama, drama. You think I should go for the drama go choice? For Let me go. hear the drama. So if it was a drama, I was gonna give you Logan. 
What was the lighthearted <sighs> one? Jeez. The more lighthearted one is Guardians of the Galaxy. There you go. I've so, honestly seen. I've never seen Guardians of the Galaxy, and I feel like to watch Logan, I need to watch a little more X Men. So, so, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Guardians okay, of the Galaxy. That's a fair. That's a fair choice. I I was a bit ten, I was a bit hesitant to give you Logan. Um, I do think that the movie works very well as a standalone. I might have oh, given it does? you. I, I, you I know what? So. No, I'm going to make you... my mom happy. I'm going to watch Logan. I, I, do you disagree with me? I, well, and wait, say that again. Sorry, Sorry I was going to ask if you disagree about if it operates as, a, as its own standalone movie. It's, I think it does. I okay. think it does perfectly. Yeah, and All give right, your take so, about Logan. You're going to say something. Uh, yeah, Logan, I went and saw it with my dad in theaters. He was very caught off guard from how loud it was, but <laughs> I was, because I've watched the, I'm a, I was a huge X-Men fan, so I was, felt very connected to Logan throughout all the movies, and yeah, it, it really, because, and it, the comic it's based off is beautiful and brilliant, and I just, it, it felt more, because it didn't feel like, because all the X-Men movies feel like this grand, like, good, like, this guy's going to destroy the world. Or this guy, like, this is like, if we don't stop this, millions of people will die. No, this was just about a guy trying to protect a little girl just to get her across the border. It's so low stakes. It's so, yeah. like, like it's not, it's still, like, the stakes so, are Yeah, there's a, no, the not, sta- not to diminish the sta- it. Yeah, the stakes yeah. are high. It's just, like, the story feels more personal. It feels, like, more intimate. And that's, like, what superhero stories could do. Like, it can, like, they don't, like, they're usually on grand levels. Yeah. But some of the best have been to the, like, some of those intimate, like, just stories about just maybe doing this one act of good that, like, may not, it's not, you like, know. saving millions, but it is, like, saving this one girl's life because, you know what, these superheroes are human. Yeah. And, yeah. That's, and it also shows, like, the mortality of, like, the character himself. Like, he was dying throughout that movie. And he was like, he's lived for so long, and it's just he's been through so much. It was just, yeah. it's very powerful. It's great. Part. I love it. I think I think you will enjoy it. Even yeah, if no, you I, I'm pretty excited. My mom yeah. will be happy that I'm watching it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna give you Pineapple Express to watch. Yeah, an actual. It's been on my list for a while. Yeah, you gotta watch it. It's a good movie. It's a it's a good movie. Avenue. I love that song. I'm writing it down. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah, okay. it should be. If not, Amazon Prime. Let All me know if it's yeah. not. I'll, fi- I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't pretty, know. I don't know I'm what you're gonna sure. do about Logan. I I own it, so you know. Worst you're, case, yours is welcome to come over. Perfect. And we can watch I'll, it together or whatnot. Sure. We won't talk be. about it afterwards, though. It'll be like one of no, those, like, well, okay, you watch the movie. Uh, no, you can get out of my out of my apartment good. now. All right. Well. That was the second episode of the Sun Pole Podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah I, had job, a, I had a great time. I had a great time. Loved it. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, happy, so happy to be much here. For joining I, us. I really appreciated your voice. I think you offered Thank like you. a really interesting and yes. good perspective. Thank you you yeah. will definitely be back at some totally. point. Hey, there we go. That's good to hear. Um, <laughs> I passed. Next week, stay tuned. Probably we'll have another special guest. Hopefully, hopefully I can. Ooh. I like having people on. Scrunge the show. through and find somebody yeah. to uh, we'll figure it out. Be on, but stay tuned. We'll be back. Yeah. Thanks for joining us all. Peace. Have a good one. Peace.